Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. You remember, you turned him into a turtle, and I put a bucket on him and sat on it. I don't love it when people take credit for the spells of others, that's all. Keith Sang shut his love, is that right? I'm not sure we're talking about the same thing right now. <laughs> I need to sleep. Demon love, I can't pick up with. Well, a non-player character witness. I can tell by the look on your face you think that's called lens, it's called loop. I will need a vial of innocent blood unwittingly taken. Just find someone who's on their period. Oh my god, yeah. guys. You've got to break a few eggs. And sometimes those eggs have blood in them. Episode 150. This is episode 150! That's crazy. That's 50 times 3, 30 times 5, 25 times 6, and 15 times 10. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the very bottom of our hearts for coming along on this silly journey with us. It's been over three years now, though in-game it's been about six weeks, gotta love that table time dilation, and we cannot express enough gratitude to all those of you that have been listening. Whether from the beginning or sometime along the way, you rock! You are amazing! We are not worthy! Party time, excellent! Now. 
for the 150th time, let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons! Last time on the show, the party split up. Yarfik went with Professor Windwhisper to help her secure Shydov, while the rest of the party went to speak to Headmaster Rop to see about getting an emerald for the ritual. The Headmaster was not terribly happy to see them and had some harsh words to share. She told them that they would be provided with the emerald they needed, and then they would be asked to leave, no longer being welcome at the school. Somewhat dejected, they went to speak with Professor Thrail about getting the emerald, which he gladly handed over along with his aid as a master jeweler. They then set out to meet up with Yarfik. Meanwhile, Professor Windwhisper had found a spell that would bind Shidov. She had most of the reagents needed save one, a vial of innocent blood unwillingly taken which she charged Yarfik with retrieving. After some belligerence, Yarfik ran out looking for anyone he could take blood from and ran into the party. He nervously chatted for a moment and then attacked Olash, collecting some blood and knocking her unconscious. Then he ran away. And that is where we pick up. Cassian, Eowyn, and Professor Thrail are standing around a now unconscious Olash as Yarfik runs towards the professor's housing. What are you doing? What the hell? It's got to be Shida. Oh. No, it's I draw not. My rib it's, here. it's not. It's not. I had to take blood from an innocent, <laughs> and I have to bring it back so we can bind the demon. Somebody put a mushroom in it. Sounds plausible. Olash, please roll a death saving throw. Okay, Someone put a, a mushroom in her. That's yeah. a d20, right? Yes, that is a d20. You want to get an 11 or higher? Oh, oh that's a seven. Seven, that right. is one failure. I'm going to drop I'm to a knee. I'm now running oh. back to the... the uh, the wherever I knew something like this was gonna happen. <laughs> I, if, a, if a member of this party dies and it's not because of me, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be so mad. Honestly, if I die because of Yarfik, that would feel pretty fitting. <laughs> Yarfik making is now... like. Yeah. Making a mistake. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and yelling, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Yarfik sorry. Is, is running in the other direction and just yelling, sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, I drop to one knee and I feed a mushroom of healing to Olash. Okay, so you drop to one knee, you sort of like crush up one of the mushrooms in your hand. Um, cause it has mm -hmm. to be small enough to get into her mouth. Like, you know, unlike right. feeding someone a potion, which you can just pour in, it's kind of hard to have an unconscious person chew something. Oh, well, you know what? I do have a potion actually. So screw it. I'll just do that. Okay. Baby bird, the mushroom. Yeah, you can baby bird it. Uh, but then <laughs> no, we'll take I'm... another round. No, no, this is desperate, desperate times. Okay. So, um, so that is... So what, 2d4 plus 4 for a healing potion. Oh, do I roll it or does Olash? Uh, you are the one applying the healing. I would like you to roll it. Okay, so then that's 7. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so Cassian sort of picks Olash's head up a little bit, just sort of angles it up, opens her mouth, and pours the potion right down your gullet. Uh, and Olash, your eyes pop open. You now have 7 hit points, and your hand hurts. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Olash, are you all right? It's not, no. You don't feel poisoned or anything? <laughs> what but, just okay. I, I don't know. You have to cut your hand and muttered something about needing innocent blood and then ran away. I don't I don't understand it at all. Oh, my God. Uh, looking uh, over all of this, Professor Thrail... He could Thrail, see her, right? She kn He knew she was... Yeah. 
Oh wow, you you all certainly know how to party. <laughs> I don't guy? know what's going on, but this is exciting. <laughs> I was about to, to try and say that this is not usually how how we roll, but I can't even. That's that would be a lie. This is no, pretty this typical. This is very on brand. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? We go, uh, running, running, running. Yeah, Yarfik is running. What are the rest of you? All right. I guess we're running after him because I, st- I, I'm not totally convinced that it's Shydock anymore, but I'm not totally not convinced, and I, you know, I want to know what's up. I'm pursuing. Okay, so you pursue. Um, the rest of you. Yeah, I guess I'm. I'm going too. Awen. I we've got to. I've got to go figure this emerald thing out. Well, you're all going to the same place, aren't you? Right. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're going with them. That's all I'm getting at. Oh, I didn't realize we were walking to the lab where Yafik is going. Yes. Oh, okay. Then yes. Okay. Uh, you all continue on. Uh, Professor Thrail, maybe, you know, like a few steps behind all of you. He's kind of old. He doesn't run quite as fast. But you all make it. Uh, Yarfik, you do manage to make it to uh, Professor Windwhisper's rooms first. Um, Here. You burst through the door, holding up the, uh, the vial. And uh, you can see as you return uh, that she has drawn a pentagram on the floor with chalk um, and that in each of the circles at the vertices of the pentagram, uh, there are arcane runes written with the molasses that you had given her. Oh, I thought you said to get molasses unwillingly taken. Oh, Oh, no. I ruined their pancake jamboree for nothing. Uh, And she says, good, you've returned. Give me the blood, and then please move the body into the pentagram. Uh, I need you to put it in a kneeling position, and be careful not to disturb the chalk. Working on it. Also, there are some angry people coming behind me. What? Here you go. Why? What did you do? I oh, took the blood. Well, I mean, I know what you did. What do you mean? I took blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm also setting up the demon. Yeah, so you do that. Uh, I would like you to roll uh, an acrobatics check. Acrobatics? Okay. Meanwhile, the rest of you are uh, all coming in. You could see, you, you caught uh, Yarfik just like, you know, tail end of him going down the stairs. You could see and, and hear him a little bit so you know where to go. And you follow down that direction. Yarfik, what did you get? 19. 19. So you are uh, very deftly able to get the body into the pentagram without disturbing any of the chalk lines. Um, and you move it into that kneeling position. And uh, once again, uh, Ildov, you can hear everything that's going on, but you cannot see and you cannot move. Not cool, Yarfik. Not what cool. What in the hell is man. going on here? I'll, exp- I'll explain in a se- Let's just let this happen and then I'll explain. Uh, so um, once you have positioned the body and stepped out of the pentagram, uh, mm. Professor Wind Whisper takes the vial of blood, removes the stopper, and just dips her right pointer finger into it. And she begins, like, anointing parts of the demonic body. She uh, basically traces a ring of blood uh, around the crown of Shydok's head, uh, around each of Shydok's wrists, around Shydok's waist, and around Shydok's ankles. I'm sorry, Yildov. I'm sorry. Um, And then she steps back. Um, She stoppers the vial and carefully puts it in her cupboard. Uh, and then she walks back over, and she holds that uh, that small bird skull that you had grabbed for her uh, in both of her hands over her head. 
And uh, she looks sort of at the assembled crowd and says, uh, I will need quiet for this, so I understand you'd like to have words of some sort. Just hold on for a moment. She holds the skull over her head. And she says, Foul beast, perverter of souls, evil one with heart of darkness, thou art chained. Thelas, ya, vret, fair geeth, well, kadra. Thelas, ya, vret, fair geeth, well, kadra. Thelas, ya, vret, fair geeth, well, kadra. She then crushes the bird skull in her hands and walks forward holds her hands out in front of her and blows the bone dust onto Shaidov. And as this cloud passes over and settles on Shaidov's form, you can see these spectral chains begin to appear on all of the blood markings she had put on the body. And as they appear and become opaque, chain-like tethers shoot out from them to all the points of the pentagram, each pulling tight until the limbs cannot move, so they sort of pull all the limbs out toward them. And once once they are at a point where they can't move, they are taut. Professor Windwhisper looks up and says, All right, the demon is bound. You can do your yelling or whatever. Now I don't know what to say. Yarfik, wh- just what? Why? Why? Did you- we needed. That's all I can say. It, it was needed. I apologize. I, I'm glad you're up and awake, and I will fully take responsibility. You can do whatever you want to me now. I'm sorry. Why wouldn't you just ask? I have tons of blood. (laughs) Yeah, you can't be willing if I take it. Could you have taken it from someone who had, you know, like more blood to give in that moment? Because I'm not doing great on blood right now. That was quite a poor choice for blood. Blood uh, giver. It's not. It wasn't a poor choice. Olash's blood was the best choice to hold the demon. Oh, Oh, you took it from one of your friends. (laughs) Yeah. I, w- I expected you to just collect some from one of the dead bodies that was upstairs. <laughs> they can't give consent. I so don't desecrate dead bodies like some people do. But, but you attack your friends? <laughs> I don't yes, think this I is the time the to take the high road, Yafik. I've taken many roads, and I will take whatever road is easiest for me to take at this point. It sounds... Hmm. No. Doesn't sound very Yafiki. Feeling really undervalued here. I, I thought you were I'm the best feeling choice exhausted. to bind our friend. Will this binding hold long enough for us to catch some shut eye? Um, I mean, it should hold for quite a while, but mm-hmm. you know, we all saw what the summoned elemental of this demon was able to do during that fight. I don't know if there's some store of <laughs> energy true. or something that it might be able to break. So, um. You're welcome to rest, but it's at your own possible peril, I suppose. Cassian, go get some shut-eye. Uh, I'll, I'll keep watch. You guys rest. I'll stay and watch. Well, I think what... I think, correct me if I'm wrong, what the professor was saying was that we should go ahead and yank the soul out of there before before it has a chance to wake up, if we can. Yeah, I feel like we should just get this over with. If we're not prepared when we go in, from my reading of the go spell... Go in? Uh, per- can I... What ritual are you looking to perform? I'm a bit Story. of an expert, you know, just curious. The method, physical method. Asking. We'll be drilling holes in an emerald, putting our blood in the holes. Oh, did you save any of Olash's blood, by the way, Yafik? <laughs> well, they just put the blood in the in the cabinet, so there's more over there. 
Oh, great. Yeah, actually, I mean, I'd prefer if you didn't keep my blood in your cabinet, honestly. <laughs> Where would we'll, we'll you like it after to the ritual. put it? Like, we- I'll, I'll take it back. I mean, I can put it in a cooler. <laughs> <laughs> we have to drill one centimeter deep holes in the emerald, collect our blood, cast an evocation spell, place the emerald in the mouth of the demon or host, wait for the emerald to explode, and once it has the dissolution of the crystalline lattice infused with the arcane energy, energy and blood magic, we'll pull the psyches of the volunteers into the demon host, allowing them to serve, sever the ties within and separate the two minds. Hmm. Oh, so we're going to have to have some kind of psychic battle in there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We probably want to be rested up for it. Uh, yeah. Can I take I a look at that so. real quick? Of course. She looks at it and goes, interesting. Interesting. Oh. Um, now, to be fair, I'm not entirely sure about this, but I, as I said, I'm pretty much an expert in these kinds of things. Uh, this sounds like some sort of modified astral projection. And, uh, when your astral, uh, your mind is projected, uh, uh, usually it is your, um, how should I put this, uh, I don't want to say ideal self, because you're no stronger than you are in real life, but usually it is a fully rested and able version. Oh! Hmm. Well, all right then. So, let's just say I'm 85% sure that's, that will be the case here. <laughs> it's good enough for me. It's going to have to be good enough. Yeah. 85%. I'm sorry. Shydov. I would like you to roll a, a an athletics check. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> to look out of the pentagram. <laughs> that is. <laughs> That's a twenty not natural. Twenty wow. not natural. Um, as you all are talking about whether or not to rest and all of this stuff, uh, you hear just just the slightest jingle of chains. Um, as Shaidov, throughout all of this, you know, you, you're hearing everything that's going on, so you're not unaware of what they are attempting to do to you or your situation. Mm-hmm. And while you're not able to, like, make a, a very significant move, you are able to sort of, like, a shudder goes through your body. Mm-hmm. And it's just enough to jingle the chains. Mm-hmm. You're not able to move more. Like, it seems almost as if the chains, like, react to your movement and pull that much tighter. Hmm. Well, we better get going. We, we, yeah, I mean, it seems is... like we should do this right now. Yep. Uh, Thrail? Yildov, we're coming for you. Uh, yes. Would you mind? Uh, of course. Uh, Calder, do you mind if I uh, use your table right there? Oh, uh, no, Thrail, of course not. Please, go ahead. And he walks over to the table, and he attaches that little, like, vice mount and then uh, he rolls out his thing of leather tools can I help in any way or? Uh, well you could certainly help by giving me the emerald I will need that oh yes of course hand over the emerald which emerald oh I mean yes the only one you gave <laughs> no I'm just kidding <laughs> um. so he takes the emerald and he fits it into this mount uh, so that he can work on it and he uh, pulls out a uh, this like very thin uh, drill um, that's really it, it looks like a like a screwdriver with just a drill tip on the end and and he says uh, uh, remind me how how deep the hose one centimeter one centimeter perfect 
and he uh, sort of like bends down so he gets really close to it. He puts some of the magnifying glasses down over his eyes so he can get a very close look. And he begins to drill in. And it takes uh, a little bit of time, maybe about a minute or two. It's very careful. Um, and he gets the first hole done. And he says, oh, I, I didn't even ask. Uh, how many of these do you need? How many How many are going in? Uh, four of us, right? If we all want to be there. Well, Sam, I have a question. Sure. Um, not Aowen, but uh, I mean, I mean, Aaron has a question because I don't think Aowen at this point cares all that much about Ildov. And uh, <laughs> it does say one or more volunteers who care about the host. <laughs> yeah, it does say that. That is true. Uh, so, <sighs> Aowen, if you're not feeling like you want to do this, you can at least stay here and guard our backs and destroy the demon if they overpower us. Well, I want to I want to go in there, but... It's a tough call. Uh, what I would say, while you may not necessarily care much for Ildov, you do care yeah. for the lives of your party members. Yes, absolutely, I would like to go in there, but, but, but the, yeah, <laughs> uh, I would like to be in there to save uh, a lot of things. I definitely and, want to be around. I, I would say, this is me, Sam, saying yeah. this, um, that... That caring for have you the not lives. Been Sam this whole time? No, <laughs> no, I have not. Uh, disappeared into those characters so yeah, deep. Yeah. Where it's all been an illusion by cackling Agatha. Yeah. No. Uh, where am I, and how long have I been sitting here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Um, what I would say is that the care that you have for your party members can be, yeah. by the the commutative property. Okay. translated into care for Ildov as okay. saving her is the only way to ensure that your friends will be okay. Gotcha. All right, I'm into it. All right. Yes, four hoes, please. Uh, so, <laughs> he... <laughs> well, that's happening. Right Out of text quotes. The side. <laughs> Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms Code Time. Here we go. T-E-E-L-N-A O S T R E E. That code again is Teal Naos Tree, and it's good until August 18th. Have you unlocked Ominifus Hero Word Drawn yet? Come on, you gotta top off your Ack Inc. Now, back to the show. I pull Aowen to the side. Sure. And remember, no, Aowen, no. when we're done here, you need to turn me in. Of course. No, you yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. No, 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 I'm saying this completely. I don't know if I'll be able to control myself and I'll be taken over by you know who. Oh. And I'm right. ready to, to force them to take me. Okay, I, Wait. I I'll Yarfik, twist my arm. Yarfik, roll a charisma save. I knew I'd have to. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's a... Uh... See, I love that my charisma saves a little higher right now. That is a 19. Uh, you, in your head, similar to before, as you essentially, like, verbally speak out against your current patron. Yeah. Uh, you just hear... <laughs> and then it's gone. Uh, that was weird. really annoying. What? I don't suppose I overheard any of that conversation. Uh, were you trying to? I mean, Yarfik, were you trying to be particularly clandestine? I was, 
Yes, because I have an ORE member in the room. I wasn't trying to be loud. Actually, there are three ORE members in the exactly. room. Exactly. I was trying to keep it as clandestine as I can. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Yarfik roll stealth and uh, Cassian roll perception. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I have, well, it's a three on the die, so I think that's like a seven. And Olash is just standing off to the side, glaring at the cut in her hand. <laughs> Which has, will, has healed over, by the way. You are not still bleeding. Okay. I, I, ro I rolled a 12. Yeah, well, with that okay. massive 12, uh, you managed to keep it from anyone else's ears. But Cassian is literally sitting in the corner at this point, just like doing that thing where like his eyes slowly start to droop closed and then like his head snaps back up and he opens his eyes again like, oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Guys, bad news. I also failed my perception check, so I didn't hear a thing Yarfik just said to me. <laughs> <laughs> it was too stealthy. <laughs> no, just kidding. That 12. Yeah. It, I, so I just, and anyone would have seen me grab my head and go, that really sucks. Uh, mm, okay. Uh, hey, Thrail, how are we doing on those holes? He's got uh, three done. He is working on the fourth. Okay. Uh,. Well, we might as well get to collecting our blood. Yeah, I mean, can I just use my leftover blood? It doesn't say the blood has to be recently collected, so... I mean, it was it pretty collect. recent, too, so... Right, Yarfik just I mean, automatically it... pulls his hand axe out, just like, who wants it? No, no, I prefer to do it I'm myself, I'm gonna use please. a dagger, thanks yeah. very much. So, uh, Thrail announces that he's done. He says, I've finished the final one, and... Puts his tools away, takes the emerald out of the uh, out of the mount. This is it. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you so much, Professor. Uh, I don't want. I cut, uh, I cut my. I'm not used to getting damage. Put the blood in. Okay. So uh, you. Uh, it only needs one drop of blood. You take one point okay. of damage. Okay. Oh, Did, guys, was I given damage my hurt? leftover blood? Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. You want your blood back? Yeah, so I don't have to cut myself for this. Can I just use the blood that you already have of mine? But if I if I allow that, then whose blood will I have? Your own? But I have yours now. Just give me I the won't blood. give you my blood. I don't want your blood. Look, Whoa. look, all I'm saying is innocent blood unwillingly taken is a very useful spell component for many of the things that I do. And it's not easily come by. Right, but see, the thing is, we have a lot of enemies, and so we sort of don't make uh, a habit of just leaving our blood lying around in random cabinets. So are will you going to you... give it back to her, or are we going to have a problem? Or will you, like, pay me for it? <laughs> well, if I pay you for it, then it's willingly given. Wait, well, if oh, there's a transaction me... involved, then you're allowing me to have it. it allowed okay. to have it, I want I walk you over to the cabinet and I blood. take the blood out. Wait, no, Cassian, I want you to have my blood. Well, that is just rude. <laughs> oh yes. Give it back. Fine, take it. It's worthless now. <laughs> and she throws the vial at you. Oh, I hope I can catch it. Next you, do, check, you, yeah. do, you do, you do. Okay, <laughs> um, So yeah, you can, you can use that blood. Great. Um. <laughs> I, uh, I hold my hand out to Cassian and I like have the boo-boo lip and I'm like holding my finger out and I'm like, please, please be gentle. I have this damage hurt. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Here, give it here. And I take a dagger and I say, all right, ready? We're going to go on 
three. Okay. One, and I do it. <laughs> uh, so, Eowyn, you take one point of damage. Oh, and Cassian just... feels like the first time. <laughs> uh, so, and Cassian just squeezes out one, one droplet of blood right into the emerald. There. See, uh, that wasn't that so bad. Um, so that is... Want a sticker? And I press to digitate like a little sticker. <laughs> oh, yay. Uh, you press to digitate a sticker. It has two ghosts on it, and it says boo-boo. Oh, <laughs> how fun. <laughs> so uh, that is uh, that is Eowyn's blood and Olash's blood. Uh, yep, Cassian, I'll, have you uh, done yours already? I'm, I'm doing it after Eowyn's. Okay. So as soon as Eowyn's is in there, you prick your finger. I assume you're going with finger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Prick your finger and you squeeze out a droplet of blood. Uh, and then Yarfik. I take my axe and I cut my finger and I put it in. Okay. Do you just not have knives? <laughs> I kept all my daggers for dagger mail, so I have my hand axe. I was making dagger mail until you guys used all my daggers now, and I can't use them because they're not clean. I need clean dagger mail. I put the emerald in her mouth. Um, so rem- there's other stuff you have to do first. Whoa. Oh, right. I, uh, oh. So if you you have collected a drop of blood from each volunteer and put the drop, yes. each drop in a different hole. Uh, I need to cast navigation spell. Of second level or higher. Uh, Does it matter what spell? Just has it, to be an evocation it. spell, something of elemental magic. Oh yes, okay. So I cast. Uh, sc- Wait, Liaman's tiny hut is evocation. What if I cast Liaman's <laughs> tiny hut? <laughs> um, I will cast. Um, I will cast just a quick burning hands on it. But yeah, burning. Oh no, second level. So, oh, but I don't have any second level slots left. I have to cast a third level. I'm gonna catch. Uh, bur- Yes. Yeah. Burning hands at third level. It has to be. Okay. Uh, uh, unless I can do something that with less. Uh, oh no, magic missile at third level. So I put the emerald somewhere where it won't sk- skitter scatter around. Oh, thrill! Can you put this back in your vice, please? Uh, certainly, as long as you don't damage the vice. I I guarantee you I won't. Not with this spell. So he he fits it back into the mount and takes a step back. So I cast magic missile on it. Uh, so you do your finger guns, and you go pew pew, uh, and those uh, white hot darts. Uh, I think you get five darts when you cast it at third. Yes, level. unfortunately. <laughs> um, so five darts uh, rise above you. They turn in the air and they fire forward. Each of them going in, and it's almost as if they're absorbed by the crystal. Quick, unvice it. So Thrail unvices it and sort of hands it back over to you like a hot potato style, like ooh, 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 ooh. I pick it up and I put it into Ildup's mouth. Okay. So you pick it up and you quickly uh, rush over to where uh, Shydov is restrained. You fit it into Shydov's mouth and it, it, it sits there like an apple in the mouth of a, a suckling pig. I hide behind a table or something because the emerald's going to explode. Yes. And you... Oh, oh God. <laughs> you wait and you wait... And about 30 seconds later, there is an explosion. For the four of you, it is soundless. The only indication that it even happens is the ghostly green crystal lattice shape sphere that quickly expands from Shydov's mouth and encompasses everyone in this room. 
while looking around, you can see that the four of you are sort of bathed in this pale pinkish light that Professors Wind Whisper and Thrail are not. Just as quickly as the explosion happens, it recedes as if it was an underwater explosion. And you can feel your consciousness torn from your body as it falls to the floor where it stood. And the feeling is bizarre. It's like being extruded through a drinking straw. Oh. The process feels equal parts infinite and instant. I need you all to roll constitution saving throws. Even me? Uh, you do not need to. You, you are fine. I mean, you're not fine, but you get it. <laughs> Ooh, 17. That's pretty good. So that is a 19. Okay. Mine's a 17 on the die. Which is a 17. Okay. Ugh. Uh, 13. 13. So, as I said, the process feels equal parts infinite and instant. It could be lasting forever, or it could be a brief nanosecond. But... Olash, Yarfik, and Eowyn, uh, you quickly zap right back to consciousness. Regaining your wits, you find yourselves in this sort of hemispherical void, and you can see the body of Cassian sort of laying on the ground next to you. Um, he has yet to regain his consciousness fully. Flexing your arms and, like, looking at your own limbs, you see... Uh, Olash, the, the injury on the back of your hand is gone. Ooh. Um, and you feel good. Uh, oh, e good. Eowyn, uh, you, you feel that all of your magic is about you. <gasps> you, you. You feel fully powered up. And even, Yarfik, your connection to Cackling Agatha as fraught as it may be for you feels stronger than ever. Um, and Cassian... Uh, soon enough, you you sort of wake up, and your eyes pop open, and that that feeling of of tiredness and lethargy that you had before is gone. You you feel <sighs> as if you you just slept for twenty hours and you're raring to go. My God! Mechanically, you are all at full health, full spell slots, no exhaustion, no nothing. Fresh as that must mean nothing bad is about to happen. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, guys, should we just, like, stay here forever? <laughs> uh, now, looking around, uh, you can see there are paths leading off of this sort of hemispherical plane that you are on. Uh, there, There's one at sort of each of the cardinal directions uh, that sort of lead off to this, like, cloudy, shadowy door-like thing. But in the very center of the plane you stand on, is a large door in a stone frame. The door itself look, uh, looks like it's made of uh, wood banded in iron. And it is just absolutely festooned with chains. Uh, similar to the chains you saw on Shydov. They sort of have this spectral ghostly energy about them. And you can very distinctly see four locks that are securing the chains, and each lock is suspended in this sort of, like, bubble of energy, and they're each different colors. What colors? Yellow, yellow, blue, red, and green. Uh-oh. Hmm. I don't think Ildov's beyond this door. It says live, laugh, love on it. That's not her style. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you do get me. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you do care after all. <laughs> I don't. I just understand her. Okay. Uh, wait. Let. So what? So what are these locks then? Uh. Uh. Roll perception. Okay. Fifteen. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Eighteen. Okay. Twenty-four. Ooh. Well, you all see this, but Aowen sees it <laughs> <Darn> the best. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, looking around, having seen these sort of, like, energy balls that are around the locks, um, those pathways that sort of go off in those cardinal directions that, that end in those, like, clouded, shadowy doorways, um, each of oh, those... Oh, there are four. I didn't even notice there were four yeah, of them. Each of those sort of has... Wait, like wait, wait. A, sorry. So there's four doors, and then they're each connected to a chain? I'm a little... No, I'm no, no. Sure so you are on a a circular platform that's sort of like a mm -hmm. void, essentially. Uh -huh. Off of that platform, in in the cardinal direction, so at north, east, south, mm -hmm. and west, there is a pathway that leads off the platform, uh -huh. and those each end in this like sort of shadowy void-like door. Okay. Not really a door, more like like a tunnel entrance. And these are separate from the door that's in the center of the platform. That's like a freestanding door I that's see. wrapped in chains. Okay. So, so each of to... each of those uh, splintered pathways, the ones that go off the plane you are on, sort of that like cloudy shadow that that makes up the bulk of them. They each have a specific tint to them, and they are tinted yellow, blue, red, and green. All right. Two I think two I. Together have an inkling what's going on here. So those pathways, they must be leading back to our bodies, right? Oh. Well, that's not what I was <clears throat> thinking. Oh. Well, Eowyn would be the only one that, that notices this one more thing. Um, Eowyn, looking around and also looking at your companions, um, you see that each of your companions has this, like, silvery gossamer thread um, that is sort of coming out of like right between their shoulder blades on their back uh. and it sort of comes out and it's it's ethereal it's not physical it's not something that you can touch but it's oh sort if of, I pluck it does it not strum it does not <laughs> uh, oh, also if you if you pluck it two more don't grow it's not oh, a gray okay. hair <laughs> um, but it sort of it sort of like comes out and it, it trails slightly upward and then it just sort of fades away Hmm. Oh. Uh, kind of like a like a like the the uh, rope on a tether ball. I would say, I would say these silvery threads would be the things tethering us to our these bodies. What? What? Silvery. Oh. Look, look behind. Look at the thing coming out of our what? shoulder blades. What? Oh my goodness! Oh, whoa! Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, get that it is off, different. Get it off! Get it off! <clears throat> no, no. No, no. I think you want that on there. Yeah, you keep that on there. <laughs> I think we must. I mean, these locks. The the maybe the key to unlocking them are at, uh, at the end of each pathway? That would make mm. sense if they're the same color. And they're color-coded. How nice of a demon to color-code his <laughs> ethereal <laughs> as you uh, As you discuss this, um, Eowyn, again, you would be the one that notices this because of your epic perception role. Oh, sorry. Uh, interrupting myself mid-thought. I just noticed another thing. Um, overhead <laughs> uh, is, is this sort of like it, it looks like a starry night sky, um, 
but doesn't look like any constellations sort of, I've ever like, seen. Yeah, exactly. Nothing you recognize. And sort of as you're all talking about these gossamer threads you've just seen, um, some of the twinkling lights from overhead, you can see them begin to move. Oh. And they, they're getting larger. They're coming closer. Oh. They sort of float down and sort of start, like, spinning in this sort of very slow tornado uh, uh, right next to the door in the center of the room. And they begin to spin faster. Oh, no. Faster. That doesn't... I don't feel good about this. I don't and, like that. And they start coalescing in forming this, this humanoid form. Oh, God. About bad thing. six foot five, broad-shouldered. And as it comes into focus you notice this set of very kind-looking cow-like eyes. Oh! Cow-like? As the eyes open and a mouth forms and you see a very familiar face say, Hello. What? I am your guide. Who the hell is this? (laughs) The best person in the world. We're about to get high as fuck. And that's where we'll end this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast. You can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com and you can check out the other great podcasts from Pumanife at teampumanife.com. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, share, slice, dice, and make julian fries. You can help us make another 150 episodes by supporting the show at patreon.com slash IWVTCast, or by picking up a sweet t-shirt from dumpstattees.com and using the promo code IWPOD. If you'd like to know more about the character setting or show in general, check out our wiki at iwvt.fandom.com. The Improvised Weapons metal theme and outro were written and recorded by Adam Rabin. Adam's latest album, Things Fall, is on Bandcamp, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere you might go looking for it. You can peruse the rest of his catalog at imadeitup.com. Many of our sound effects are from battlebards.com. To use them in your game, follow the link in the episode description to sign up for BattleBards Prime. Or use the code IWVTCAST at checkout. You can find out more about the video game Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms at CodenameEntertainment.com and be on the lookout each week for a code for a free in-game gold chest. Tune in next time as the party explores Ildov's Shyok Tainted Subconscious. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.